Ahmad and this is How to Human. Today I'm talking with Sasha. Uh, Sasha, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Sasha. I'm from Russia. I've been living in China for the past decade. First in Guangzhou, then in Beijing, and finally moved to Shanghai. Um, I teach drama for kids. Currently, I changed many different jobs over the past decade, and I have a passion project on site. Okay, I'm uh, interested in talking to you because you seem uh, strike to me as a person who is always striving and always hungry for more. Not necessarily like when it comes to material, but when it comes to basically every other sense except that one. So uh, creatively, uh, socially, uh, in any sense. So... Uh, what is that correct assumption? <laughs> is that a, a good impression that I got? I think I wouldn't put it the, in the way that's striving for. I would just say that I'm annoyingly curious. Okay. And easily bored. Okay. Okay. No. I, I, okay. I I can sympathize with that absolutely. I'm very very curious as well. So, um, I, let's start from curiosity. I mean, I know curiosity extremely well because it has been following me the, the whole life. I have been curious since, you know, I guess the early age. Anyway, uh, how do you um, manage your curiosity? When did you first start to kind of feel that that, that is something that is kind of... Uh, it, it is something that is kind of prevalent in your personality more than in other people or something like that? Mm, actually, it's funny because I think that the first case of like curiosity when I had a feeling that it fuels me up, it's a very important part of my life, was when I came to China because I actually came to China out of curiosity. I, I'm an ISEC alumnus. And as if you want to complete an ISEC experience, you need to go in the international exchange program. And I had several countries uh, to choose from. And I chose China just because I knew nothing about China. And I was simply curious. And honestly, when I'm, uh, I chose Guangzhou, I couldn't even pronounce that city. <laughs> and I knew nothing about it. I expected like an authentic Chinese village. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first major case of curiosity. Actually, that is, a, a, what's the name, um, average Chinese village with 20, <laughs> what, 40 million people living there. Like, that's <laughs> as average as it gets. Um, but... Uh, I forgot. Yeah, you were curious about China and you didn't know anything about it, yeah? No, nothing. Literally nothing. How old were you when you when you decided to come to China out of curiosity? Uh, that was between my fourth and fifth year in university. Okay. So 21, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, there were several countries that actually accepted me when I applied for internship. But China was the slowest. Like, China loves to test you. Like, China loves to, like, stretch this time to make sure that you really are determined to come to China. Like, if you wait long enough, yes, you prove that China, you are worthy. China is like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an uncertain date. Like, are you 100% are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Eight o'clock <laughs> to today. It's not Friday, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> you can go and, you know, meet 
at Friday, you know, you can go to France. <laughs> France exactly. is a Friday date, okay? <laughs> but China yeah. is like more like a Wednesday. They made me wait for a really long time. And my friends actually told me, okay, choose another one. You already have uh, like offers from other countries. But it was worth it. It was worth it. So uh, I don't know if anyone ever asked you, but would you would you move now to another country? Would you go to leave France something? Um, I never thought about this. Like for me... I've never had this need or urge to move to a specific place. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like as long as you have everything you need and all the sources to satisfy your curiosity mm -hmm. or your creative uh, needs and urges, uh, you are not really motivated to be seeking for another place. Mm. Like, the, let's just say the grass is green enough for me right here and mm. right now. And I'm not really considering, I'm not saying no. It depends on how life goes on, and mm. I don't know. Maybe I will have a reason one day. But as of now, no, I'm I'm pretty happy here. Mm. Okay, so um, I think that's a very healthy, healthy thing. Like especially for me, and I I I know that there are similar people that are in kind of position that I'm in, but maybe mostly me. Um, <laughs> I think that's a, that's something that. <laughs> really helps me to 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 kind of you know remind myself you know there is absolutely nothing out there that you cannot achieve where you are right now i mean it, it wasn't it was probably not like that for you the whole time mm, like let's just say as a long-term expat you always have these ups and downs. Like it's yeah. inevitable. Yes. The roller coaster roller is coaster. inevitable. Yeah. And I would say it goes like every two, three years, mm -hmm. like every two, three mm -hmm. years, like mm -hmm. there's a honeymoon phase and then, oh, I hate my life and yeah. my choices. And then you come back and you realize that honestly, like whenever it piles up and you kind of feel like you are complaining a lot, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about it this way. If I, for example, if I came back to Russia, would I be completely happy and like what I wouldn't have any reason to complain about any person, no matter where they are, would always find a reason to complain about something. Mm -hmm. So it's just like remind yourself about what is actually important for you and whether it's in a longer perspective, is more it, important. Is it easier for you? Is it easy for you to be happy or is it maybe easier than for other people that you, you know, kind of um, average people? I think it's, it's really a question of choice for me because I'm actually a person who is, uh, by nature, I'm slightly negative. You? Like, yes, I'm like, uh, that's my nature. And I'm like consciously trying to retune myself. But it's just, I find myself being very unproductive, unhealthy, and basically wasting a lot of time when I'm not happy. Plus, I don't know, it's just like, I, I always re remember about this story. There are many versions of the same story, actually. The whole point was the old man who was dying and everybody is like, uh, the whole family gathers around and they're like, how come, what's your secret? How come you've been happy all this time, your whole life, no matter what happened? And he's like, every morning I came to the mirror and I asked myself, okay, you have two options. You can choose to be happy today or not. The choice is yours. And it sounds very cliche, but it actually really worked for me. How, how how does that work? Yeah. Um, asking yourself, like you choose to be happy. 
like what you're saying. you choose how you react because it's a conscious choice how you want to react to things so oh, oh, i'm a very short-tempered person okay. and i felt like one of the reasons why i'm staying in china for such a long time i feel like it helps me to be a better version of myself in terms of i've learned how to pace myself better and in i what really, way um instead of reacting uh i've managed to develop this space for like space for maneuver you know like when you pause and actually think how you want to react like a buffer zone like sort a of couple of seconds of sort of sort of but then i realized that um how did you do that First of all, I was actually really curious about uh, the culture of Meiguanxi in China because for me that was madness. <laughs> you know, like I come from Russia. We are, we uh, like culturally, we criticize everything and everyone. We would rather point out negative sides rather than praise. I, I would say that that's basically every single Western civilization. Eastern European especially. Not necessarily. I mean... <laughs> How famously uh, self-loathing Brits are for their own capacity to complain about everything all the time. Well, that as well. That as well. I mean, you know, what I'm saying is that every single uh, Western civilization think it's special because it complains. No, everybody complains. <laughs> <laughs> but but then I thought, you know, when I arrived here and when I started working and communicating with people, and certain things happened, and people were like, "Megwasi, Megwasi," mm -hmm. and I'm like. In my country, <laughs> that would be a lot of guanxi. And I'm like, that's interesting. Why do people like, they don't give a, they don't give a damn or what? Why do they react this way? And then I just realized it's actually healthier for them. Like, uh, it's actually healthier because I come from a very short-tempered family, very emotional. And I started making connections between your health condition and the way you manage your emotions, like mm -hmm. how you react. So what emotions um, prevail, like dominate in your daily life that kind of can drastically affect how you feel physically. So for me, it was very important in the first place. First, I was trying to be respectful of the culture and I was trying to control myself. Second, uh, I started meditating because I was told that it helps me to create this space when you can pause before you react. And then I actually realized that it becomes a habit. Like the culture of Meiguanxi with practice, it becomes a <laughs> habit. Okay, let's recap. You came to China, you found out about the Meiguanxi. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, basically that was the trigger. Um, that and the unbelievable amount of support. Uh, I, uh, I came here... Um, I was 21, zero work experience. Of course, I was teaching English. I, I'm a linguistics major, so it made a lot of sense to me too. And what I noticed is when kids were obviously bad at something, the worse they were at something, the more they were praised and encouraged, which would not be the case in my culture. Because like, if a child sucks at playing on the piano, um, the child would probably be told, please stop wasting your time and everybody else's. Choose something else. Don't waste your time. But in China, I noticed that kids who were really bad at it, but were constantly praised, somehow, sometimes a miracle happens and something develops 
just with this enormous amount of support. So sometimes, like in the beginning for me, it was like fake support, but then I found like a different meaning in it. And it kind of worked for me because I was also really bad at teaching in the beginning. People were praising me and I felt really guilty because I thought I didn't deserve it. But they were so supportive that I think it really helped me in the first couple of years to grow professionally and personally. Just because nobody was telling me how much I was messing up in my first couple of years of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I will absolutely agree that when it comes to work, China is a very forgiving yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. So that, that helps me as well. It helps me and still helps me because I fail under pressure like nothing. Like, and I hate, like, I, that's basically one of the things, I guess, that I uh, escaped from. I, I escaped from my country and all the prisons of that kind of quote-unquote structured and well-organized um, stress management that they call, mm -hmm. uh, what's the name, um, you know, in, in, uh, job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know a workplace your average mm. workplace mm. it has to be you have to to have like a b c d you know everything that you need to do has to be clearly defined you get what you need to do how to do it and then if you don't do it there are uh, consequences and and here everything is blurred mm. everything from a to b to c to d like everything is blurred and in those gray areas i flourish like nothing <laughs> well, I flourish so much. So yeah, um, I've 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 enjoyed my my working experience in China, definitely Same. much more than much more than 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 that I had stress. I know that a lot of times foreigners would have stressful time getting used to Chinese workplace, but not not me. Because of the communications issues and stuff. Like Don't that. you think it's also a little bit like cultural? Because uh, it depends Definitely. which country you come from. Because I think that our working style in China and in Russia, for example, um, different, but has a lot of things in common. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the advantages. Mm -hmm. Like the, 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 mm -hmm. the drawbacks are pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think it actually, like for me, it was kind of like, Okay, that's fine. Also, it helped that I actually, shockingly, I just realized, like I'm saying it out loud, I don't have any working experience outside of China. Me neither. Me neither. I, I mean, I did work a little bit, like a, a little bit, like a mm. taxi and a waiter. So those, you know, but so I basically, I didn't, I didn't have a boss. I didn't have a structure there, mm. but I know how it looks like for most people. And I really don't like it, you know, I really don't. I never tried, so I cannot really say, but I worked in, most of the time I worked in like purely Chinese companies, like very, very um, culturally Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. Only one time I was working in a French company, but it was still in China. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how much it was westernized or Chinese or, you know. Asianized. Uh, I would definitely say it. Like it was uh, distant management. So my line management, they were in Paris. So they were not in China. And I just could feel that distant management 
you need to understand China before you try to work with China and with Chinese team. Yeah, this is this is another reason that I'm also kind of trying to do this this podcast is because I mean what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is that why am I doing it is because I'm here and not only that means that that doesn't only mean that I'm here in Shanghai but also I'm here in the place that challenges people both professionally and personally. And just like you said, like right now, like in order to, 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 to start working in China, you get to, you have to know China. And in order to really be able to say that you know China, you first need to overcome some personal biases and personal kind of, so yeah, yeah, you're personally challenged. You're personally challenged first. And then once you overcome that or find a way through that, then you can work then you can make anything happen out of your life. I think yeah. I think it's a combination of trial and error plus an open mind and readiness and willingness to learn and to accept something that is not um, standard for you. Because I worked with many expats in these 10 years and some of them were flexible and easily adapted and some of them were actually rebelling. And that's that's what I want to talk about, challenges. Mm. Like who and how, who are the people who rise to the challenge, who like the challenge? Mm. I mean, both you and me, you and I, we have a lot of experience with a lot of foreigners here. A lot of people from the West like, mm. that we define as West, like, mm, you yeah. know, and... Uh, and a lot of other people from all over the world. Mm. So I, I, I think there is like a, a somewhat distinction. In terms? In terms of how people uh, face the challenges. Culturally, you mean? There is a cultural distinction. I think so. I mean, mm. I, it feels to me. I have this kind of hint. I honestly don't I'm still know. Not, I'm still at clean cut on this. Maybe it's so. Maybe I'm it's not so. convinced that it's black and white, but uh, culturally there is definitely a pattern. For example, I would say that mm, it depends on how things work in your country plus culture. I mean, like, for example... Um, I would still not stick to culture, one culture, or one country. Because, for example, I'm, I'm having the U.S. in, in my mind. Okay. Like, I have a lot of American friends, okay. and they all react differently to okay. this. Yes. Some of them have a very um, strong feeling of things being not just in China or mm -hmm. done not in the right way. Mm -hmm. And they truly and genuinely believe that they are here on a mission to help uh, <laughs> people. I'm, I'm not being sarcastic about I it, know, I know, I know. but uh, like to, to open people's eyes on how things can be. The only thing is they don't understand that actually most of the Chinese people right now are kind of well aware of the fact that things can be different, but they kind of like the things they the way they are here. And the point is, like, many foreigners choose to adapt to it because they kind of like, I don't know, it's hard to understand uh, and it's hard to explain. It's like intuitively you either agree with it and it feels right for you or you try to fight against it, but you're going to lose anyway. Like, I don't know, it's just like... You don't come to another place to turn it into a place 
uh, that you came from. Okay. Does it make any sense? It makes perfect sense to me. I, I'm so so. I I I'm I'm kind of like living with this mindset. If I wake up one day in the morning with the thought, I hate my life here mm -hmm. and I disagree with so many things on so many levels, mm -hmm. that's a sign that it's time to pack okay. my bags. Okay. So okay, but okay, I understand what you want to say. I understand. Mm -hmm. I just want to translate that into the the way that I can kind of put it into perspective and then kind of move about those figures a little bit. Okay. So um, what you're saying is that okay, yeah, the the, the type of the per the people that you described, they, they definitely come from a certain place, like from a certain kind of type of people back home in their country, right? Depends and, on the level of freedom they have in their own country. For me. I think it depends on the level of freedom. Like if we talk about like people who actually disagree mostly with things here, in my experience, and it's very subjective, um, are people who have freedom of everything in their country, ah. and that's why it's hard for them okay. to accept a very different model. You're calling you're you you mean privilege? I wouldn't call it privilege. I would call it difference. Like it's difference in how the government chooses to operate the country. So if the government lets you uh, discuss things, like, for example, in my country, people uh, think that they have freedom, but actually they don't. Mm -hmm. And actually they are fine with it, but they would never say it out loud. Most countries the same. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> On that level, actually, most countries are the same. I mean, what can you do? What is the most free country in the world by that standard? And why? I mean, there is none. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What are you going to say, America? You're going to talk about, what, changing the, the president and instead of Trump you get Biden. And that's better. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm a very apolitical person, actually. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong topic. But <laughs> anyway, I'm extremely political, but that's, well, that's, that's in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, 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 but you described it pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm happy on the way that you, you, you pinpoint. Like you said, it depends on the on the level of of, of the of how much comfortable the person needs to express their own opinion about different topics. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, yes, in a way. That's one part of it. And what's another part? Um, we were talking about working experience. How how usually companies have like hierarchy and structure. Mm -hmm. How they operate the um, professional ethics, I guess, mm -hmm. because they differ from country to country. Mm -hmm. And you need to go through tons of cultural books if you want to cooperate with another country without any unpleasant surprises or pleasant. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Could be both. Okay. <laughs> no, but for me, for me, it was interesting because when I was working in the corporate company, uh, I was working with Asian countries, but I was working with Japan, Korea, and China. Oh. And for Europe, um, this was Asia. Like, that's Asia, that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, but in reality, these are totally three completely different, different uh, models. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, very different approach to service, to clients, very different approach. And it's like, it's interesting. It's interesting, but you need to stay open-minded. So it doesn't bother you and you can adapt quickly and be actually useful at the same time. Not only it should be comfortable for you, but you should be also productive in a new environment. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, what's the point? Okay, so you obviously, obviously you rose to the challenge, right? Um, I wouldn't call them challenges. I would call them like, like new uh, achievements unlocked. 
<laughs> like um, I, I used to be a person whose favorite word was challenge. But then at some point I was, I started being a little bit more mindful about the choice of words. Why? And I feel like mm, maybe because I major in linguistics, but words always have a lot of weight to me. Of course. And it's just like... I'm into linguistics. Um, the thing is that I feel like if I constantly repeat challenge, challenge, mm. challenge, it depends on what connotation comes first to your yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 association. And for me, the it's like a struggle, it's like a battlefield. Yes. And if it's like this for me, I would rather change the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's achievement unlocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like this. So, so you are time to level up. You, you are, you're, you're, you're. What's the name? Chasing achievements or something like, or or seeking achievements. Play the game. Okay. Leveling up. Yeah, I see it it's exactly the same way. Actually, I mean, for me, challenge doesn't have that connotation, and I'm not abusing it. I'm not overusing it. So. Mm. I, I try to to kind of yeah, to kind of go 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 go, and then eventually when I stumble upon a certain thing that I find kind of a critical important then I call it a challenge and then I find okay let's really like focus on this and I put it on the forefront of my kind of like focus of that time and then I really try to kind of go 360 on it like do, to do to do all my magic analysis everything that I do and then I, I just throw all my all my tools at it. And it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. It's just like I think there was at some point um, I, there was a life stage. And that's how I achieve my uh, like uh, unlock my achievements basically. That's a good way. Speaking of the achievements and challenges, like I had this life stage when I was attending all sorts of gatherings, network events, uh, workshops, uh, whatsoever, and at some point people were overusing the word challenge like you have to challenge yourself you have to get out of your comfort zone you have to you have to so at some point you feel a little bit stressed out <laughs> like the whole world is telling you you feel comfortable something is wrong with you stop yeah are you feeling comfortable dear listener stop <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> stand up <laughs> 10 push-ups do something <laughs> so, so, pour water on yourself <laughs> But, but but you know like actually I was I was uh, watching uh, these videos on psychology channel about toxic positivity and about oh, yeah I heard about toxic positivity and uh, about uh, these comfort zone because there are different opinions but yeah, thing, it's, it's a very interesting subject yeah because uh, people were saying there are different types of people everybody has different pacing different yeah. timeline yes. if you constantly push yourself out of your comfort zone yeah. before you actually adapt to the newly yes, established yes, boundaries yes, 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 yes. it's gonna crash you it's not it's, it's gonna backfire first of all that is not even sustainable you don't True. walk with you don't even run with both feet in the air one foot needs to be on the ground you need to master to something push first. to push yeah you first that that's how i mean you can you can uh, find this uh, example throughout the human behavior that yes exploration and curiosity is one side but knowing that is not what that is the foundation so you start from knowing to going to to become curious you cannot be curious if you don't know anything first of all right i mean that's a good point right 
<laughs> I don't know if that if that really makes sense, but it does. It did. It made in, it in my head. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense in your head. Okay. <laughs> for for a moment, what I wanted to say, basically, like for example, also in a relationship, right? Now people people can people can find um, a, a regular. I don't know. Uh, yeah, seeing their partner every day, totally mundane, uh, very kind of uh, monotonous. But as soon as you see your partner doing something new outside, then it becomes interesting that you, you become infatuated again with that person. You see that person from a different angle, from a different perspective, you didn't see him before and stuff like that, or vice versa. Like if you keep seeing the same person in a new light, how can you like him? You don't even know who he is. You cannot uh, get used to him. It's interesting that you're talking about this because I'm in a current life stage when I actually, I'm not even convinced that you should be living together with this person. Right. Because okay. I, I feel like this is something that, like... New challenge. <laughs> <laughs> new achievement. And now it's no, just, no, no, no. It's I just was, like... New you, topic. New topic. It's just like... um. I don't know, and I've never tried this, but I feel like in the past it didn't really work for me, like living together. But it it could be like for many different reasons. I'm not saying everything is black and white, mm -hmm. whatever. But it kind of makes more sense. You actually, you fall in love with a person the way they are in their perfect environment and mm -hmm, condition mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, they created mm -hmm, for themselves, mm -hmm. not the ones that inevitably will be affected by you. Because you, your spaces, especially if two people have very strong, bright, curious personalities, they would inevitably collide. That's how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong. And I might even like choke on these words a year later when I'm married, like with five kids. I don't know. <laughs> but this is how I feel right now. Uh, 12 divided by five. That's three. <laughs> Anyway, some fast-paced <laughs> relationship, yes, like like the Sims. But yeah, my my point is, uh, like when two people get too comfortable, like it's not a relationship; it's codependence, and um, it's not healthy for either of the sides. When it's extra, like for me, that topic is really, really interesting and big. Um, there's so many ways that you can analyze that topic. I mean, I think it's uh, there is no right or wrong answer. It like it works in a different way for different people. That's why we're not the same. Yeah. That's why. First, first of all, you of course you have living conditions, right? Where do you live? Then you have working conditions. How much do you work? Third of all, you have personalities. So different social life. Social life. Wow. Well, yes. A circle sleep, of friends. Circle of friends. Uh, extrovert or introvert. Uh, what's the name? A sleeping patterns. Communication norm. Whether you want to keep silence at home or not. Yeah, language is intimacy. Like, what is? Uh, how do you receive love, and how do you give love? And the uh, other, 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 other side can be same yes. or different. Like for a person, sometimes that is spending time with a person but for another person it's totally not I know, I know, I know. and then like it's like gifts or and, and or, then it's like yeah. i'm at home all the time for you and you don't even appreciate it and he never <laughs> even asked for it and you decided like, that yes. he needed it yes 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 you know it's, 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 it's i just want to play games 
get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, like, uh, we actually had this conversation with my friend, and uh, I told her, it's like, you know, it's like uh, the guy comes to the supermarket determined that he wants a bag of green apples. Mm -hmm. And there's a lady who is trying to sell him amazingly delicious oranges on sale. Mm -hmm. And she's like so confused, like, I'm selling these amazing oranges. He wants the fucking apples. Mm -hmm. That's all. So what you are offering to another person might be very different from his definition of what um, he wants. Yes, exactly. Needs and desires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, as you say, absolutely there is no one absolute def definition. Thank God, it would be very boring if it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, bar the social pressure and of the norm of two people being a couple living together happily ever after. Except for that. Mm. I mean, how, are you not even bothered by, by, by that? By what? By the norm. Mm. The norm. I think the norm is different <laughs> from place to place. I think it differs from place to place. And time that, to time. Like, sometimes you need to get married before you actually sleep together. Like, you know, you know, what is the norm? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know. Um, I think it helped me that I started living in a very different culture quite early. Plus, I was always hanging out in a multicultural environment. So it's not like norm, norm. Plus, I'm very lucky. Like, my family is kind of traditional but still very open-minded so it's not like i never felt this pressure of the norm oh, i have quite quite an alternative parents in one way um my mom like one one of the her favorite things to say she's like i've never enjoyed marching together with the rest okay so okay. if everybody goes right she would go left yeah, it's like she, she's a very alternative woman and well i think it was kind of natural because she's a very curious creative person born in the Soviet Union mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you know I heard I heard one uh, one saying it says it's everybody is if everyone is thinking the same nobody's thinking right interesting <laughs> never heard about this um, if everybody's thinking the same nobody's thinking right um, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense actually if you think about it yeah, I mean, the way that I see the world, there is always this kind of, there is always like the, the, the nature of humanity is such that within the hu human gene pool, that what naturally occurs are these kind of uh, tendencies for majority population to be, you know, as it is, like just to strive for normality, to strive for some kind of, you know, uh, kind of... Um, safety and predictability define safety normality predictability <laughs> and and for for minority of people like us that is simply not the, the 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 something that we need or strive for so so it's always going to be like this that's that's how i see the human population i don't really feel comfortable like secluding myself from uh, others like putting myself like oh you know like those are normals and i'm like I'm the other kind of normal, like everybody's normal. Like my point is, um, like I'm, I, I think like you, you asked me whether I'm bothered by the norm or, or whatever you called it. But I think that people who know themselves well, and I, I think that I don't know myself like perfectly well, but 
kind of well enough mm-hmm. to, to my current life stage. They are not bothered by things like from the external environment because internally they are pretty, pretty clear about what is important and what is not. Like, is it really important for me how society defines me or is it more important how I define myself? Mm-hmm. Is it more important how my very close friends define me mm-hmm. or some random people who misjudged me? Mm-hmm. I think they misjudged me. Maybe they didn't. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because in those couple of questions that you just so lightly, like, you know, kind of said, oh, this is something that I solved so easily. <laughs> Actually, so many anxieties and worries and prescriptions come into play for, for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not an exception. I'm not an exception because um, I have shitload of my own anxieties. I... I tend to be depressed sometimes. It's just like there are different types of people. There are people who need to talk about it. And there are people who need to just like go back to their hermit stage, fix themselves and then go back to the society. Um, COVID was a serious experience for everybody. First time in my life, I actually had to go and talk with a therapist. Mm -hmm. Never had this experience in my life. Was it a good experience? I think so. I wouldn't say that it was like generally good experience, but in my particular case, I think it was a good match. When 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 was it? When did it happen? Uh, that oh. was during summer because okay. at that time we couldn't go back to work normally and we were forced to work online. Mm. And this is something that I hate most of all. Mm-hmm. Like I was trapped in my apartment, like constantly, like, like it was the same for everybody actually, mm-hmm. but I really couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And at some point I felt like I needed an external help, mm-hmm. but I would rather like, I'm not a person who, when I have an issue, I think I have an issue. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not handling it well. I wouldn't really talk with my friends because they are not experts. Mm-hmm. They might mean well, they can make it worse for both of us and we could feel really awkward after this conversation when I'm completely fine and I'm very changeable. I think that is very general uh, state of friendships. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, um, it helped. It helped. Like, the point is, like, you need a stranger who knows what kind of questions they need to ask at what time exactly and how to make you, a switch. And how did the therapist uh, sh- show, show herself? How, I mean, did she, did she, did she uh, what's her name, rise to the task? I was actually shocked how cautious she was around me. Like, like she was so careful with her words. I, oh, I've never yeah. had a therapist before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like, I feel like I, I was about to tell her, listen, I'm not suicidal, okay? Like, like yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it could be worse. I'm just, like, depressed, but that, that's not so bad. <laughs> like, 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 honestly. But, no, it was nice because the person um, let me talk, and then she would interrupt me mm-hmm. when I least expected it, asking me a question that I found hard to answer because... She gave me a new perspective. <laughs> and I'm like, she's good. She knows her shit. <laughs> like, professionals. They're professionals. But it really helped me. I heard a lot of things like about therapy that some people think it's useless. Some people like were in therapy for years. I don't think it's something that you should be in constantly. Like right now, I'm yeah. not seeing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a period of time when I really needed it. Mm. 
I don't I'm like now I picked up a cat. Mm. I'm too busy for this crap. <laughs> I'm too busy to be depressed. <laughs> like you know, get a pet. Like adopt a puppy, and your depression will be gone. It's like she's not a real uh, a therapist who's been not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Cats as medication. <laughs> And to be as an author, I am totally <laughs> But, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, in, in every episode, I said, I will call people to go get checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I keep saying this. Like, we all have a, we have a, we have a, a machine that is constantly on. I mean, I, unless it's sleeping. So everything that is working all the time needs to be checked from time to time. You know, so by professional, right? Yes. So, 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 yeah, your friends and family and girlfriend that will, you know, uh, kill for you uh, doesn't count. Because unless they have PhD and, you know. They also have their own burdens. Yeah. And so, also so it's like you're sharing too. your luggage and, like, they are not really objective. Yeah. Like, And it doesn't even matter where you are on the muscle scale. Uh, what's the name? What's the name of that guy with the triangle? Maslow. M- Maslow. Yeah. yeah. Pyramid. Well, pyramid. You, it doesn't matter where you are on the pyramid of needs. Like you can still be uh, on the on top and having some issues from the bottom. That's also what I discovered. I didn't th- think it was possible, but it can. So I actually think there are higher chances that you get depressed when you have more than other people. Why do you think so? Um, sometimes I feel like. I, I don't know, I might be wrong, and it's like, it's just completely like my subjective feeling about it, but I feel like if you are a hardworking farmer, and you work 12 to 14 hours every day, you don't have this space, you are happy that there is sunshine, there is water, there is bread on the table, and it's like, and when you have everything, you start seeking for more. Okay, I understand your your shit, but do you know how I'm... Um... I'm, I'm trying to see this question. Mm. Okay, so you have a farmer and you have a rich person. Now, imagine that if that a rich person is, by some weird, what's the name, series of coincidence, surrounded by actual heart-warming, loving people. And we that, that are interested in, you know, you know, quite nice, good things, you know, healthy stuff like surfing or, or, or eating healthy and, you know, mountain climbing and shit like that. And on the other hand, you have a farmer that is uh, working in a chicken farm that he has to kill and they work in those farms that they have no windows and it's covered by shit and he has to, you know, meet the quota every single day and he has a boss that is, you know, probably maybe having a mortgage and that he's divorced, ex-alcoholic. Now, what I'm trying to describe... I I actually have an answer to both examples. Yeah. Uh, First of all, you are looking at the picture from your perspective about the rich guy. Maybe surfing is not even his thing. Maybe he's an ungrateful person and loving people, he's ignoring them because deep in his heart, there is another need for love. Uh, there is a different niche to be okay, filled okay, okay. and he's missing something that nobody okay. else understands. He's I mean, missing. And you... farmer doesn't know anything else, so he okay. has nothing to compare with. Okay. Now, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> if you are... If you're set on being depressed, there is nothing that can... There is no circumstances that are going to make you not depressed. 
like circumstances can only influence so much when it comes to depression but there is a huge amount of work to be done inside absolutely i'm not 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 denying that or neglecting that but what i'm trying to say is to i'm trying to depict a picture in in which um environment also plays a role and that is true and the 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 poorer you are the more the more it has it can have effect because Poverty and uh, money actually more gives options. Money, op- yeah, just yes, because yeah, just because it gives you less options. So, so, so those two things can be, you know, kind of environment by themselves. Over. I'm just mm. like saying that, yes, but then again, you never know because I feel like yeah, yeah, people. It's not, it's not, depression it's is not, not choice. It's not like I decided to be depressed. It's not directly related. Mm. Is 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 what it is. Like mm. if you're poor you have to be you're not poor but if you're not on the you know higher income scale or whatever you cannot be happy it's not it's not the case not the case but it's not it's not it's not it's not it's much easier to be unhappy let's say it like that i do think it's a question of like different personalities priorities choices including family background knowing knowing alternatives or not being aware of alternatives Mm -hmm. you know like when you have something to compare with this is one thing when this is the only thing your family has known for generations yeah there is no question Mm -hmm. like nobody's seeking the greener grass because Mm -hmm. like sometimes people are just not not aware of the fact that grass can be a different shade of green Mm. that's that's how i see it i i don't see any general rule here i i know that how uh in theory people like to categorize but that's my daily struggle because what i i actually on one hand i love labels on the other hand i do think that it's really almost impossible to categorize things mm-hmm. because there are so many exceptions and sometimes we don't even know like what's the reason for these things happening or these people feeling the way they feel. No, I, I know what you want to say. I'm not trying to categorize. I'm trying to kind of um, uh, define or to, to to put it in a systemic view, mm. to put to make to make kind of a, like a map of 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 you know things that are possible, more possible and less possible, mm, and okay. not to deny any of anything. Makes sense. So 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 just to attribute was in percentages of success and failure Mm-mm. for certain things. And that's it. Mm. You know? <laughs> okay, handshake. So, so, we, so we agree, agree on that. <laughs> All right, awesome. So yeah, that's 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 what I'm kind of trying to, 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 to do as well, is when I talk to people, I'm trying to discover through their lenses um, where and how can people, you know... Uh, what's the name gps themselves how can they how can they pinpoint where do they lie how to find themselves uh, in this coordinate coordinate center of uh, of everything but also when it comes to this income now that we're talking income happiness coordinate center like where they are and like where did you come from like for example your family did you come here with debt or no no debt uh, I don't think like culturally it's our thing. 
like uh, we don't have those school loans or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, um, I did well on my entrance exam, so oh. I, I, I graduated free. Like we didn't have to pay for the university. Okay, Because okay. the, uh, there's a system. Um, it used to be like if you reach a certain score, and if your score from your high school is high enough. So you don't have to pay. There is a limited number of budget. We call those like budget places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same in like, the country. Exactly. Others pay and yeah. Sorry, sorry for them. Uh, sorry for them. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I am a curious person. I was curious about all the subjects. I did study in my school. Yeah, that's good. So that's all. Nerd. Yes. <laughs> oh, I am. I am a nerd. Absolutely. <laughs> Proud one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, it was a lovely chatting <laughs> with uh, Sasha. There is so much, so many more things that we can cover, but uh, there are lives that people need to have, mm. and we're gonna respect them <laughs> by not talking endlessly. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.